You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Dance you out of my head. My hat. My cat Janice. And joining us now is uh, Steve Rosa, former Giant Scout, who introduced me to Cat. Of course, uh, one of his his family members, uh, and just really blessed that uh, I had an opportunity to to spend very short period of time with her, but time with her nonetheless. Steve, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm 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 doing well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, first things first. Again, I wanted to have you on the show to talk about the Super Bowl, your thoughts, Kansas City and the 49ers. Uh, but first things first, please give us an update in regard to what's going on with Kat and, and how people can can help or contribute. Well, I listened to your your little piece on that. You did an unbelievable great job. People can go on to Spotify to get the song and, and the more any place, really. And the, the more they listen to it and download it, uh, the more uh, it benefits her and Lauren uh, and all those monies and proceeds, of course, will go to her son in the event that, um, you know, it will go into his trust fund. So, um, hey, New York metropolitan area, hit the song up, hit up as many times as you can. That'd be fantastic. You'd be really helping somebody, somebody special. Extremely special, extremely special. Um, so, Steve, uh, the Super Bowl's here. I only have one bone to pick with you because every time we talk, I keep getting older and older. I'm 42 <laughs> years, I'm about 32 <laughs> years scouting. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, listen, the, 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 the more tenure, uh, the more impressive in my mind. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think about age in that regard. Uh, but um, the Super Bowl is here. It is Kansas City and the 49ers. I was hoping that it would be the Ravens and the Lions. Uh, let Let's start with the 49ers first and foremost, right? Like, uh, in my opinion, should have lost to the Green Bay Packers. Should have lost to the Lions. They did not. Uh, they are here, and uh, but just a, a much different team in the postseason than they were in the regular season. The regular season, I felt that they were a juggernaut. In in the postseason. You know they've been struggling somewhat. Uh, is that because now they're they're facing better better competition? You know, as you would know in in your tenure with the Giants, you know, much di- different environment once you get into the postseason, the regular season, right? Oh, absolutely. And yes, the competition is better. But the big thing with the Forty ers is to me they win uh, they win with the players. They just have a really good roster at all levels. Good offensive linemen. Uh, excellent, excellent skilled people uh, on the perimeter and in the backfield, um, a really good defensive line, uh, a couple of linebackers that are that are second to none, and for the most part, a pretty solid secondary. But when you watch the, them play and then you delve into the numbers, um, they are, uh, without using the, the overused phrase of a vanilla defense, they're very simple on defense. You know, they're not a big blitz team. They're a big-time zone team, and, and they're going to line up the way they line up, 
and they're going to beat you with their personnel more than the scheme. And obviously on offense, uh, the head coach who's the offensive coordinator does a great job with formations and moving people around. But again, it's the skilled people that are able to make the plays despite the talent on the other side. Um, that being said, the more I looked at the numbers, <laughs> the more I really like Kansas City in this game. Um, you look at, at uh, San Francisco, very low percentage of a blitz team or a man coverage team, big time zone team Mm -hmm. and vulnerable in the middle. Uh, Every team has done that during the season. And the more I watch the Detroit game, I I mean, if Detroit does not drop four balls in the second half, if they down the ball on the one yard line, instead of letting go into the end zone plays that were there to be made that they didn't make, they win that football game. Um, Detroit had a really good offensive line, had a really good plan to run the football, and other teams during the years run the ball on San Francisco as well. Um, But like I said, their blitz percentage really steps up once the other team gets inside uh, plus territory from the 20 to 40-yard line. They're going to start bringing the pressure. And when the field gets smaller or shorter, the closer the opponent gets to their goal line, the more they want to blitz and play man coverage. Um, To me – uh, as well as Jared Goff played, and like I said, there were plays that were made, uh, made that were there to be made in the second half. Um, you know, Reynolds doesn't drop a couple of balls this week. It might be, it might be Detroit in the Super Bowl and not San Francisco. Um, Brock Purdy made a couple of great plays at the end of the game to to move the chains and, and keep their last drive alive for them to go ahead. Um, but the more I watched what Kansas City did to the team that was supposed to be the big bad bullies, um, and again, the best quarterback in the league playing against a team that likes to play a lot of zone coverage, um, my bet is on Kansas City coming this, this coming Sunday and this coming Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I, wa- I want to dive into Kansas City in just a second. But again, somebody who was a scout for many years, I, I won't put a number on it anymore. Um and, and, and you and I have had several conversations pertaining to quarterbacks. Explain how 31 teams passed up on Brock Purdy um, seven times, if not more, because, of course, there's teams that have at least two or three draft picks in, in the same round. Um, how, did he, how did he fall to Mr. Irrelevant, Steve? Because I think a lot of it's put on uh, numbers. As the overword used in all sports now is analytics. So he's probably maybe six foot one. And since he's been with the 49ers the last two years, you can see he's put on weight and his body has matured. But he was probably maybe 200 pounds. Uh, he does not have a rocket launcher for an arm. Um, he was pretty much predominantly a pocket passer at Iowa State. So the running part of his game really, really wasn't. Uh, looked upon so here's a guy not big not a great arm um, Iowa State never really rose to the next level that they were hoping with the head coach that was the darling of college football about five six years ago so not big numbers not a big arm even though he, he was a four-year player played through his senior year um, those guys you know they're kind of afterthoughts um, not like some of the guys that get drafted in the first round that struggle big time. Uh, 
bigger guys, faster guys, stronger guys. Um, without mentioning names, there's there's some high picks on other teams that are still tr- struggling to find their legs in the NFL, despite being you know four four guys and six foot four and can throw the ball 80 yards. How come it's not worked out for them? Uh, you know, Brock Purdy's shown that he's a good player. Um, long time ago, Bill Parcells always used to talk about he liked quarterbacks that had experience. So this guy came into the league as a four-year starter. Uh, had a lot of playing experience, even though it was the college level. Knew how to study, knew how to prepare, had a maturity factor uh, with him that some of the other younger underclassmen that come into the league probably don't have aren't really ready for prime time. So um, he was ready to go and prepared when his chance came. Again, Steve but I would think because of the measurables, that, that's, that's the reason why uh, he slipped to the seventh round. So. That's, a big, that's a big slip, though. We're not talking sure about fourth. Or, we're not talking about a fourth or fifth round, Steve. We're talking about seventh. We're, we're talking about Mr. Well, Relevant. the other thing, the old phrase, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. So, uh, it doesn't matter where you get picked. Uh, Tony Romo was a free agent. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league that, that are, weren't first-round picks. And so Brock Purdy's just another one in that long line of guys. Steve Verderosa uh, is joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. And looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, I feel like polar opposite, right? Kansas City, Kansas City Chief team that struggled during the regular season led the league in most drop passes. Travis Kelsey was a shell of himself, whether you want to believe it was Taylor Swift or not, whatever the case may be. Um, but boy, have they turned it on in the postseason. In fact, tra- you know, Kelsey, 11 of 11 for over 100 yards and a touchdown last week against the Ravens. Um, you know, Spags, you and I know Spags extremely well, defensive coordinator for the Kansas City yep. Chiefs, uh, you know, just has this team just rolling. So to me, polar opposites. 49ers, juggernauts during the regular season, wishy-washy in the postseason, Kansas City, ugh. Uh, didn't look great in the regular season, but boy, do they look spectacular in the postseason. Well, that team has a lot of history and a lot of chemistry. You mentioned Spags has worked a long time in the league. He was with he was with Andy Reid in Philadelphia when he was a young coach. So the synergy between uh, complementary football of offense and defense they have. Um, the quarterback's been in the system. Uh, he's very comfortable with. Andy Reid, who's always been the play caller, even though the the offensive coordinator left to go to Washington last year. So there were some growing pains in the beginning of the year, but they stayed together. Some of the players that struggled on the field uh, stayed the course. Um, they remind me a lot of our uh, Super Bowl 46 team. You know, we did not have a great regular season. We were 9-7 and seven, and was probably the only Super Bowl champion that gave up more points than we scored. Uh, but when we got to the playoffs, we were hitting on all cylinders. And the way that team came out of the gate last week in Baltimore, Baltimore gets the ball first, goes three and out. Kansas City goes 10, 11, 12 play drive, took six, seven minutes. And the team that was supposed to be the physical team um, was out physical. So I was very impressed with Kansas City last week. Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, we're up against a break. I, I do have to let you go. I, I would love to have you back on uh, in, in the coming weeks as we get closer to the NFL draft, uh, because obviously that is your specialty. Before we let you go, uh, what's going on with your book? I know you've got uh, a book signing coming up in North Carolina, right? 
Uh, absolutely, yes. Next Saturday, right before uh, Super Bowl Sunday, at, at a local wine shop in a little town called Holly Springs, outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, I am going to do a book signing, and we are getting people coming in, and they're they're buying uh, places to um, purchase the book and drink some wine as as we talk about some of the stories in the book. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it. Fantastic. Uh, give give the folks out there the information. Where can they find your book? Uh, all the good things. Uh, well, the book is on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Uh, the, the name of the book is So You Want to Be an NFL Scout, 30 Years, uh, Stories of Players, uh, Games, and Drafts. Um, still available. They can get it in a hardcover, softcover, or an ebook. So whatever, whatever you like to do or how you like to read it, it is available. And um, if you're a football fan, you don't have to be a Giants fan. I even talk about my early years with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, so it's out there. It has a lot of information about players and, of course, the draft and how to evaluate players and some of the things that we did uh, winning multiple Super Bowls. So uh, I hope the football fan reads it and enjoys it. So a few, a few things to recap. Number one, buy the book. Number two, Kansas City is going to win the Super Bowl. And number three, and probably most important, is make sure you download Dance You Out of My Head by Kat Janis, um, however you, you get your music. Uh, and, and, of course, all of that goes to her son, Lauren. Uh, love you, Steve. Thank you so much for joining us. Always, always a pleasure, my friend. Um, thank you so much, really. You have a great day. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. So let me get this straight. So Kansas City, to me, has the better coach in Andy Reid. Of course, more Super Bowl wins. Uh, Kyle Shanahan has zero. Um, once as a head coach, did not win. Once as an offensive coordinator in Atlanta, did not win because, you know, he was so brilliant. They were up by like a gazillion points and decided to pass the ball with Matt Ryan. Um, better quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, Right. Like, I, I don't I don't think there's an argument there. Um, better defense, especially in the postseason. Um, better kicker. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is a Kansas City Chiefs team. They're 4-0 at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, they've played there now four times, obviously, uh, because the Raiders are in their division. So they're familiar with the stadium. They've been there, done that, got the free T-shirt four times. Played a tougher schedule this season. Strength of schedule much more difficult for Kansas City than it was for the 49ers. Um, the Kansas City defense, top eight in third down defense, 
as well as zone defense and special teams. Meanwhile, the 49ers, 27th in third down defense, 14th in the red zone, and 25th in special teams. Yet the 49ers are favored by two. <laughs> go figure. Go figure. Uh, let's go to Liam. Liam, welcome in. Hey, Nita, how's it going? Um, I just uh, I just want to talk about the Knicks real quick. Um, I'm, sure. I'm a Nets fan. I, I have been for a while. But, you know, watching uh, watching New York sports and listening to it, like it's kind of unignorable how well they've been doing. And I just wanted to say, like, you know, you know, you guys have won all these games in a row. And on top of that, like, you know, people are still talking about, like, oh, like, you know, you know, imagine how much longer this streak's going to go on if we had a superstar. I just, you know, watching a lot of ball, I just don't know if they need that superstar because, like, it's a team game. I think chemistry is a lot more important than, you know, any one additional player they could get. I mean, it's, yeah. it's amazing what they're doing. But I think they I, are I, I, agree, I, agree, I agree with you. Don't hang up. I want to have this conversation with you. Don't. Oh, okay. Well, there's that. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, so here, here's my thing, you know, Jalen Brunson gets, you know, left out of the all-star equation. Who's to say that Jalen Brunson isn't an all-star? Who's to say that Jalen Brunson isn't, uh, again, I like to call them alpha dogs, um, a one. Why, why is it? Why, why, why do we, right? Because like, you know, the narrative is out there. Oh, you know, the Knicks, they need, they need a big gun. They need a LeBron James. They need a KD. They need a Lillard. They need a um, Donovan Mitchell. They need a, why? Don't you think they already have one in Jalen Brunson? Or, or do, you, do you, you still feel that Brunson is like a 1B, not a 1A? Hasn't he proven that he's a 1A? Let's go to Dave in Hoboken. Dave, welcome in. Hey, Anita, how you doing? Great. I was going to jump to the uh, the Giants, you know, because I'm a diehard Giant fan. Why? I, I'm I'm kind of terrified that they're still thinking about going for Jones. Like, are they not going to pick somebody else in this draft? Please, God, and then add some linemen. I'll stop there, but I want to just get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, Dave, thanks for the phone call. Listen, they have to go with Daniel Jones. Uh, he's going to cost them an arm, a leg, and and a finger uh, this season. Uh, they they can't get uh, they're they're not in the luxury of getting off the hook with him. I do believe that the Giants should go after a quarterback. I love Drake May. I like Drake May more than Caleb Williams. I think Drake May is the best quarterback. I think he's Justin Herbert 2.0, possibly even better. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Nick Wagner is joining us now. He does a phenomenal job covering the 49ers for ESPN. Nick, good afternoon or good morning for you out there on the left coast. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Just trying to uh, keep the gas tank full enough to get to the finish line here. I can only imagine how these players feel. I'm sure uh, <laughs> you and I had Adam Teicher on my show yesterday. Um, you guys, the, the most wanted men, I'm sure, on our ESPN airwaves across the board. So we so appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you. Uh, let's start first and foremost with Brock Purdy. Um, kind of share with us, because yeah. I, I think it's a made-for-Disney movie, um, take us through, take us through the whole Brock Purdy 
storyline, right? Like Mr. Irrelevant yeah. comes in high expectations for Trey Lance. Of course, now we know he's holding a clipboard in Dallas kind of, you know, share with us the Brock Purdy story as to where we are right now and, and him a week away from uh, representing and quarterbacking the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Anita, I'm, I'm glad you asked it that way because I feel like so much of the Brock Purdy discourse is silly stuff like where does he rank in the league, right? Is he elite? Is, you know, all these, all these things that don't have a real quantifiable way to measure, you know, people are watching tape and coming up to these opinions and criticizing him for the talent that he has around him or the team that he's playing in. And what gets lost in all that is what a great story it is. It, because it is, I mean, the closest thing that I, that I can think of to relate it to, and I was in the St. Louis area at the time, was Kurt Warner, you know, kind of coming out of nowhere. Warner, of course, had, had gone through a little bit more to get to that point but, uh, and was undrafted, but a lot of similarities between the two of them. And so, you know, Brock Purdy gets drafted. Everyone knows, last pick in the draft. He comes in, and, and just to be completely candid with you, Anita, like I, I didn't think he was going to make the team his rookie year, like going into that training camp. You know, it wasn't until about midway through training camp that we kind of knew, like, oh, the Niners believe in him. But even just this week, Jed York, you know, still you always get more nuggets that come out along the way. And Jed York said, hey, you know, there was a moment in the first week of training camp in 2022 when Kyle Shanahan came up to me and said, hey, we got to talk, which – as Jed York said, isn't always a good thing. Uh, but one of the things they talked about was Kyle Shanahan saying, hey, you know, Brock Purdy is third, he's our number three quarterback, but I think he's already the best quarterback on our roster. A week into wow. his first training camp, uh, Kyle Shanahan believed that. And now I'm sure that opinion probably vacillated a little bit throughout that preseason. And, you know, they were committed to Trey Lance at the time. So Lance was the starter. Lance, of course, gets hurt in week two. And then they have to decide, well, is Purdy ready? Uh, or are we going to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo? So they go with the known commodity because they have a veteran team and they want to get back to the Super Bowl. Garoppolo, of course, then gets hurt, as, as had been an issue for him throughout his time with the 49ers. And Purdy steps in against Miami. And um, I, I reported the, the anecdote a few weeks ago that, you know, Brock Purdy was at a Halloween party. He cut it loose a little bit. Uh, this was before he was the starter. And he kind of showed his confidence. The guys like Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Juszczyk and had like an Oprah Winfrey moment in that night, uh, that Halloween party where he said, you know, I'm going to get you the ball. I'm going to get you the ball. I'm going to get you the ball. You know, like, and they all kind of laughed at him. And then like 34 days later, he was the starter playing really well. And they're like, oh, wow. Like he wasn't kidding. Like he, you know, that, that kind of confidence simmering underneath the surface. And so then you fast forward, obviously, he goes through the elbow injury, which is another thing that seems to get overlooked in all discussions uh, about Brock Purdy uh, coming off of, his, uh, you know, having a surgery that no other starting quarterback in the league has ever had, Anita, ever. It's never happened. And, and, and he's doing this all off of that surgery just, you know, six months later. Now, of course, they're in, in the Super Bowl. So it is a great story. There's a lot to really like about it. And for, for people like us in, in our line of work who like storytelling, uh, it's about as compelling as it gets. Do you think he saved Kyle Shanahan's job considering all that they gave up for Trey Lance and then they find this diamond in the rough in Brock Purdy? Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Uh, I don't think so. It's, it's kind of hard to say because that's such a, like, a, you know, like, like, we don't know what the alternative dominoes would have been, right? Like, I, I think that Kyle Shanahan is about as entrenched here as he could possibly be. Jed York is a big believer in him. They've won a heck of a lot of games. Now, if they didn't have an alternative that could help them win games and they had bad seasons, then I think it's a different conversation. But it's so hard to get to that place because we've seen, you know, Kyle Shanahan have so much success. And that's why people always say, you know, when we talk about Purdy, that, well, you know, Kyle can do this with any quarterback. Well, that's not true because we saw it with Nick Mullins. We saw it with C.J. Beathard. Those guys didn't get it done. But even if they had just an average, you know, league average type of quarterback, I don't know if they would have been bad enough for it to, to really change the narrative that much. But I will say, I, I can confidently say that Brock Purdy being what he is uh, certainly canceled out a lot of the bad taste they might have had in their mouth about the way the Trey Lance thing played out. I just, listen, I, there's general managers and there's head coaches that get fired for less in regard to what sure. they gave up to get up to go get Trey Lance, who was a complete bust. So in my eyes... I, I think I think Brock Purdy saved their and, and not to take anything away from Kyle, um, but uh, you know when when teams give up that much and you draft a quarterback where they did that typically sets a franchise and an organization back. So uh, very sure. interesting. Um, again, Nick Wagner joining us here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Uh, one thing that has that that is noticeable in regard to this Forty ers team is like they were an absolute juggernaut throughout the regular season. But they have struggled in this postseason. Granted, they beat they beat yeah. the Green Bay Packers, they beat the Lions. But you know, I mean, listen, it's I, in, based on what we saw in the regular season, they should have destroyed those teams, not come back from being down to win at the end of the game. What what has been the biggest difference? Why is this team not rolling on all cylinders like we saw in the regular season, Nick? Yeah, for me, the number one thing is a thing that had popped up, you know, when they went through that three-game losing streak after they started 5-0, and um, and people talk a lot about the injuries to Trent Williams and Debo Samuel, and those were certainly important during that stretch. But the other thing that people forget is the defense did not play well during that stretch. There was bad tackling. There was uh, poor pursuit angles. There was a lot of things that were going on defensively that, they, that had them struggling in that three-game losing streak. Some of those issues have popped back up here recently, Anita, and especially in the run game where the 49ers have traditionally been very good. But this year, the run game issues defensively have kind of bubbled under the surface. And what I mean by that is, is they haven't necessarily been as good against the run as they usually have, even though the numbers might indicate it. And what I mean by that is, is they've jumped out to so many big leads that teams are often forced to abandon the run, right? So they, they may not be adding the yardage, but they're still running the ball pretty well. They just don't get, you know, get those numbers to where they would be, where it looks bad because they have to throw to try to come from behind. So uh, that to me is where it starts. And even this week, a storyline, a story that I just wrote last night that I didn't expect to be writing the week before the Super Bowl is Steve Wilkes, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, you know, saying, 
We didn't play with enough effort on defense on a few plays in the NFC championship game. You know, like that's, a, that's an issue. Like that, that is, that is a thing that they, that has been a talking point this week of like, Hey, if you're going to win a Super Bowl, you got to have 60 minutes of maximum effort. That should be the bare minimum, right? Like that's where you start. So that to me, I think has been the biggest issue is, is, is more on the defensive side on the offensive side. Look, the, the Packers game, it's not an excuse. It's just a, it's just the reality that there was a really hard driving rain for a lot of that game. I do think Brock Purdy, that's one of his, his issues. He has not been good in the few bad weather games that he's played. Uh, but I also feel like the Niners have had some protection issues that have popped up in both of those games, particularly in the first half against the Lions. When they got some of that straightened out, they were a little bit better. But it's funny, Anita, because we talk about this all year. The Niners blowing teams out, like you mentioned, and everyone says, well, what are they going to do if they have to come back? And, and no one knew the answer, right? Everyone just kind of assumed that they couldn't because they hadn't done it, although they had very few opportunities. And then in the playoffs, they flip the script and they're doing the thing that nobody thought they could do or everyone wondered if they could do here. So maybe it makes them a little more battle-tested going into the Super Bowl. I don't know. I just know that this is a team that lost to these same Chiefs four years ago, blowing a 10-point lead in the last eight minutes of that game. And they're very well aware that they have to give it, give it everything they got for all 60 minutes this time around because what they've done these last two weeks isn't going to be enough against the Chiefs. You know, it's very interesting. The statistics, especially their defense against the run, has not been as stellar since the Chase Young trade. A little surprising, yeah. right? You think like, man, Chase Young, they trade for him, they bring him in. Uh, but this is a team that is giving up over five yards per carry, especially when running through the interior yep. of the line. Mm-hmm. What gives there? Yeah, it's been a couple of things. First of all, you know, Eric Armstead has, has been dealing with plantar fasciitis in his, in his foot. And he, he's the last game he played in the regular season before the playoffs was that early December game against the Eagles. Armstead is probably their best run-stuffing defensive linemen. Uh, so they missed him for a portion of that. That's why you saw them, the Arizona game in particular in mid-December, the Cardinals kind of ran all over them. I think they had over 200 rushing yards in that game. Uh, so Armstead is back, but also, like, you know, anyone who's ever had plantar fasciitis, like, they have an understanding that that thing doesn't just go away. You've got to kind of manage it, and I think that's where Eric Armstead is. The other thing is, is well, there's a couple of things, but I mentioned the effort thing, but also, you, you know, you mentioned Chase Young there. Cleveland Furl has been their starting uh, defensive end opposite Nick Bosa, even after they acquired Chase Young. And the reason for that was because he's a good edge setter in the run game, and he's a good run stuffer. And then they bring Chase Young in on pass rush down. Well, Furl is injured now. He's out for the rest of the year with a, with a knee issue. And Young now is starting. And that is not his specialty. It's why he wasn't starting. But also there's a trickle-down effect of that, right, Anita, where – Chase Young, who's going from playing 25 to 30 snaps a game on pass rush, obvious passing situations, is now being asked to play 40 to 50 snaps and doing run and playing more in the run game. And then the, the guy after him, Randy Gregory, is playing more. You know, there's there's that kind of trickle down effect that adds up too. So it's not just the defensive line. I, I mentioned the pursuit and the effort issues. It wasn't just Chase Young the other day. It, it goes back to the safeties. It goes to the corners. A lot of it is about setting edges, and they're going to be tested. I mean, everyone's tested by Patrick Mahomes, but the Chiefs. They make a living off of the screen game, short passing mm-hmm. game, yards after catch, all that stuff, which is basically just an extension of the run game, right? So uh, it is going to be – I'm sure that is going to be a, a huge uh, point of emphasis for the 49ers. And, hey, we've got to get that stuff fixed because this team is the best in the league at exploiting it. Yeah, uh, 49ers second worst in the NFL in regard to yards after the catch, giving up uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Nick, before we let you go, game script – 
Uh, this will be our last chance of, t- of speaking to you here on 98.7 ESPN, at least my show, uh, before the Super Bowl. So uh, give it to us. Uh, how do you see this game playing out? Uh, it's it's so tough because I, I can see a, a case on both sides here. It, you know, it's just I almost feel like we've reached the point with Patrick Mahomes where you say, like, how do you bet against Patrick Mahomes, right? But uh, I also think the 49ers are, are probably the better team top to bottom. And so uh, at the end of the day, the fact that they have more playmakers overall offset the advantage the Chiefs have by having Mahomes, I tend to lean maybe that direction um, that, that they'll be able to pull it out late. But, um, you know, I, I think that I think for the Niners, it, the key is going to be they, I don't think they're going to be able to just pull off a comeback this, this time around. They're gonna, if they're going to win this game, they're going to have to jump out to a much better start. That doesn't necessarily mean running away and hiding like they did throughout most of the season. But I think making sure that they're right there in this game at halftime uh, and then turning it up like they have the last couple of weeks in the second half has got to be their ticket. And, and, you know, there's the obvious stuff. You know, we, we always talk about turnover differential being the most important uh, statistic in the NFL. No team has exemplified that better than the 49ers, Anita. They basically just flat out, they win if they're even or plus in turnover differential and they lose when they're not. And it's really just that simple for them, you know, or you see, might see some teams, oh, they're minus one, but they still pulled out a win. The Niners haven't done that. The Niners have to be on the plus side or at least even to have a chance. Great stuff, Nick. Again, we so appreciate your time. I know how busy you're going to be uh, the next week or so. So uh, thank you, my friend. Thanks, Anita. Take care. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. Getting you ready for some picks and plays. We've got later on tonight UNC going up against Duke. Of course, the Knicks taking on the Lakers. Tip-off is at 8.30, so uh, you'll be able to listen to your pregame show right here on 98.7 ESPN at 8 o'clock and, of course, the game at 8.30. By the way, uh, golf is back in form. Uh, The AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, of course, because the weather here on the East Coast, it starts on the West Coast. And Scotty Scheffler at the top leaderboard, tied for first with Aberg, um, as well as um, Dietrich. And they're all 11 under. Wyndham Clark, five under through six today. So he's brought it within one. So he's 10 under. Cantlay is 10 under as well. So they're all tied for fourth. Uh, Thigala is nine under with Sam Burns, Hostler, Justin Thomas. Jason Day is eight under. So a very uh, rich, hefty, thick leaderboard with some big names at the top of it. That's for sure. I liked Hovland coming in. Shot a 69 on Thursday, a 72 yesterday. Uh, He's plus one through nine today. So no bueno. He's tied for 54th. I also liked Fitzpatrick, who is one under today through two. And he's eight under, so he's tied for 12th. So I put money on both Hovland and Fitzpatrick. We'll see. Maybe Fitzpatrick can make some money moves. Saturday is known as moving day uh, when it comes to the PGA Tour. 800-919-3776 is the phone number. That's how you get on board. Um, Curious to get your thoughts on the Super Bowl. uh, We're just, uh, you know, tomorrow is when the teams will, uh, will start their travel. Here's another thing. Because I, I've, I've been to 16 Super Bowls, not necessarily gone to the games, but like I've been to the week that is hosted radio on ra- on Radio Row. I, I don't know if it's bragging. Um, I don't I'm, know. You said 16, right? Yeah, but it's wor- it was work. It's I, a it's slight like, humble brag. Just a slight okay. one. Don't, don't say it's work. Come on. It's better yeah, than work. It, it is. It is. I mean, okay. 
I only attended one game, oh, and that was and that was the that was the Giants Patriots game in Minneapolis because because I was I was working for the Giants at that time and I was hosting their pregame show, so that was the only game I attended. But I've I've been to sixteen Super Bowls, which is the week of, and it is a lot of work. Radio Row, oh my gosh, it's that it's a lot of work. Um, you know, at night you think, okay, I'm going to work and then I'm going to go out and party. A lot of times you're like, you're spent, you're done. You just want to go home and go to bed. So that's it's, where your mind uh, is at the, the partying. Well, yeah, a lot of the Super Bowl in the week leading up to the Super Bowl is parties. Harvey, everybody's hosting a party. I ESPN, not... you, ESPN used to have a huge party. I wouldn't Play, know the Playboy things. party. The, play... the, you know, the, um, what is it? Um, <gasps> Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the Madden party. The um, I'm trying to think like all the big ones. Serious. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is it Sirius X? No, it's somebody else who's, I don't, I, like, listen, it's all about the party. <laughs> it's all about the parties. Uh, the, the leading, the week leading up to, yeah, it's about Radio Row and, and, and the parties, the Radio Row during the day and the parties at night. It's really what it's, it's about. I feel, um, I feel bad for you. I empathize with you. You know, you go into these Super Bowls and all these Super Bowl parties 16 mm-hmm. times. Yep. Must be a lot of stress. Hmm. I'm just saying it's a lot of work, Harvey. It's a lot of work. That's all I'm saying. I understand. So um, I can't imagine how Vegas is going to be. You know, because everything here, here's, here's what, here's what I do like about Vegas is that everything is like, like within walking distance to one another, pretty much the majority of the time. You know, like, okay, so Super Bowls that are held in Miami, wink, wink, they have to share um, the experience with Fort Lauderdale. And so when you get into like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, it takes you five hours to get anywhere just to go back and forth. Your hotel might be on offbeat, but you've got to be at an event in Fort Lauderdale. It's a nightmare. Same thing when it was in Arizona, right? Like downtown Arizona, but they have to share the the Super Bowl with Scottsdale. So same thing. Houston, a nightmare. Um I'm trying to think other cities that were just unbearable to get around in and just ridiculous. I, I think Indianapolis is perfect for the Super Bowl. Um I think New Orleans is perfect for the Super Bowl 
because everything is like right there in the quarter, the French quarter. Um, and I think Vegas will be the same way. I think Vegas will, I think Vegas is going to crush it. I do believe Vegas is going to crush it. So I, I think Vegas is going to be really, really successful. I'll, I'll be, I'll be curious. I'll be excited to talk to uh, friends and, and colleagues who do go there this year for the Super Bowl and find out what they think. Uh, let's go to our phone lines, 800-919-3776. Go to Gil in Brooklyn. Gil, welcome in. Hey, Anita, how's everything going? Great. Thank you, my friend. All right. First, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for the cat story. That touched oh, me big time. I know. She's, and I, I, I downloaded that song and put it everywhere that I could already. Oh, uh, thank you, Gil. That was the thing I wanted to say. Thank you, Gil. Yeah, uh, listen, I, listen, I, and, and just to... I do believe that people are placed in our life one way or another, you know, um, and I've known Steve Verderosa for a long time and it just so happened again, like how it all like, Hey, listen, I've got family in town. Can they join us for dinner? Sure. And then, you know, I feel very blessed that I had an opportunity to meet her and, um, and get to know her. And she's just a really somebody who's been kissed by God and a really special human being and is going through something absolutely horrific right now. And so any way that I can help her and her son, Lauren, um, I'm, I'm happy to do. So thank it, Gil, it, it, th- Gil, bless you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, it's funny how things work out. You know, you have a big platform for, her, so you put it out there. Now people like myself, doing everything that they could to support. So I, I, I just wanted to say that. But let me Thank get you. to my next because you're getting me all choked up over here. Okay. Uh, we need to try and do everything we can to steal bridges from Brooklyn. Even though I know Brooklyn <laughs> is not going to do any kind of deals with us, but the, that's the one person that will put us over the top because that, that will give you two defenders on the Boston 2. So... It'll be more than two, but you got OG, and then you would have Bridges, and then everybody else to follow. So that that was my biggest thing with what with, with, with the Knicks need to try and do right there is try to get Bridges. Any any means they got to do to get that guy from Brooklyn. That's Gil, thanks for the call. Connection. Thanks for the call. Uh, we've we've got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show. Joe in my ear just said, "I I hate this call. Why? Why do you why why don't you like that suggestion, Joe?" Because I'm a Net fan. I don't want to give Mikhail Bridges away. And whatever means necessary, all right, five first-round picks. Give me five first-round picks, you can have Mikhail Bridges. What do they have? They have 11? They have 11 in the next seven years, right? They have 11 in the next seven years. Give me the five best, and then we can talk. I want to throw this out for Knicks fans as well, right? Like, Like, this is a Knicks team. The conversation now is how far can they go? And we had Mo Hamilton on the show not too long ago, and he said they think he thinks they can go to the Eastern Conference Championship, not win it, not beat the Boston Celtics. Is this the year that you spin those draft picks? Is this the year that you go out and you get uber aggressive with those draft picks because you've got a great nucleus right now? And... You, you know you can get far with what you got right now. Is this the year, I'd use a phrase, but it would be very inappropriate. Is this the year that you blow your, on getting out there and getting the players 
that you need to take this Knicks team over the top and feeling confident that it's a Knicks team that could go toe-to-toe with the Boston Celtics in the postseason. 